Hey guys, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We're your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG. Nikki D. Cannon, flannel fan and producer extraordinaire, although he's not wearing flannel tonight. And I'm Seth the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent. How has everyone been doing? We are back from the LVO. Holy fish sticks, we've survived. We Guys, did. really fast, if you're listening to our podcast, please consider watching us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get to see the cool visual elements of our show and be part of chat. And guys, we have a lively chat tonight. So yes, folks, we are back. We survived the LVO. Seth was there. I was there. Nikki D was, uh, you know, uh, in spirit. Yeah, in spirit and, and, and working remote, I'd say, working remote. <laughs> um, but we, we did it. So um, you know, as is tradition on our show, despite us working our asses off, I still managed to get some hobby progress done and I got to show off. I got some, hobby. I got back, uh, on, on Tuesday night, exhausted. And I managed to, uh, get a little bit of, I don't know if you can show it. There we go. Like it's, just, it's, it's, it's this cool conversion thing I did. It's basically, can you see that Seth? Are you seeing yeah. what we're looking at? Yeah, it's so. So there's only one Primera Psyker model currently, I guess, modern uh, plastic model. And I'm like, I don't want to have like multiple of the exact same model in my army. So I took one of those Gene Steeler cult creepy models, swapped out the head. Well, actually, I kept the head, but I adjusted some other parts of it, added an Aquila, and now it's a uh, Imperial Psyker, totally, totally legit. The commissars would approve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, I don't know, dude, Seth, do you like having like the exact same model in your army if you have to? Like, there's only like one, you know, beast. Oh, no. Yeah, I try to do a bunch of conversions if I can. Or even if there aren't conversions, at least like kit bash, like different arms and different yeah. heads and kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guard, like there's just so many infantry. And I, I I don't know. I just I really try to mix it up as much as I can. So I did get some hobby progress in. The other side of the hobby progress was uh sleeping. I, I got back on Monday. <laughs> I have been napping. I know some people are wanting um updates on on random emails and whatnot, but but bear with us. Most of the frontline gaming actually everyone but one employee was working full stop around the clock at LVO and we're all just trying to catch up on on rest. I believe tomorrow Thursday everything is back to normal operations for the company. So so bear with us. So Seth, what was your hobby progress? <laughs> um I I didn't do any. In fact, when you were like, "Oh, we're doing hobby progress." And I was like, "You son of a bitch." Yeah, I didn't, you know I didn't do anything. <laughs> um I I have been working on something, but it's not ready for for sharing yet. Um I guess my main hobby progress was I walked 33 miles. Uh, between Thursday to Saturday at LVO. Wait, wait, wait. Can you can you repeat that one more time? Between Thursday, which was setup day for us, yeah. and then I I helped with the War Games live stream Friday and Saturday, and then helped you with some other tasks on those days. And I left Sunday morning. Uh, so between when I started working Thursday and when I went to bed Saturday, I walked thirty three miles. That is insane, guys. Can we get a you know you know a my, 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 chat to buy this so, yeah. shoes because I sure uh, <laughs> sneakers are worn. Out. I I too took some time when I got back to just rest. How how are your calves feeling? Are you feel they were quite sore. Um, <laughs> I, but now I have two years worth of data because like, you can go back in your phone and see like where were you, you know, last year kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely the Thursday is the most walking for me. So, yeah. you know, I got to I got to make sure I'm ready for that. to hit the ground running, so That's to speak. Funny. And then, it, then you know, there's still a lot. There was like I think it was like 15 miles Thursday and then like 10 miles on Saturday. So, Friday. so, Seth, you remember you, myself and I believe Kelsey were in the exhibitor hall, I think Saturday mm -hmm. at one point. We were all busting out our, our little watches. Oh, yeah. What is our step We were all looking at our phones for our step count. It was insane. Uh, I definitely hit my personal Dean, record. Dean Pritchard and Chad said as part of the volunteer army, he hit 20 miles. 20 miles. Yeah, dude, yeah. dude Dean was hustling back and forth. 
forth, exactly. Back and forth. Yeah. I definitely broke my step count, uh, at least for. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point your watch said you need to take a rest. <laughs> yeah, my watch legitimately said uh, extreme exhaustion imminent. Seek rest immediately. I'm like, okay, geez, okay, I guess I need to. Yeah, take, so I, mean, I had, uh, you know, on, you, yeah. you do have to respect the amount of physical exertion these these events take. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, kicker. Uh, before we get into the LVO itself, there were some reveals at LVO. Why don't we? Yeah, so as you guys may or may not know, the LVO is always hosting a massive GW preview. Some years it's bigger, some years it's not so big. I, I'd like to think this year was pretty solid. I, I was very I, excited. I was Personally, um, we got Kill Team, we got 40K, we got Age of Sigmar. Let's start off with Kill Team. They got this new box at the Nightmare, uh, which, oh, wait, wait, before we get into this, we got to tell you. The Nightmare, not the Nightmare. Oh, whatever, you know, whatever it is, the nightmare, whatever. It's, it's a new kilting box. The nightmare. Before we talk about this kilting box, we should tell people that if you were in attendance at the preview in LVO, Seth, what did people get? Oh, well, we have John McArdle in from Super Chat. Thanks to the FLG team, even better than last year. And great meeting everyone, including Seth and Kelsey. Hope everyone is getting some rest. Can't wait for next year. I actually got to hang out with John a fair bit on Thursday because he was getting ready to do the uh, kind of pre-event stream with Joe. Um, and then he was kind of popping around and hanging out and having a good time. So it was good to get good to finally put a face to a name. But thank Aww. you, John. Appreciate that. Uh, Seth, do you mind telling people what they got as they oh, entered yes. the GW preview? Yes, they, they, they got their tarot read. Yes. Now, I've learned something interesting about the tarot cards. So that, you, that we handed out tarot cards and you got your tarot read. And I had gotten one, I think, when I did. Uh, yeah, I got one when I did the um, the narrative, the grand narrative. Um, and then uh, I was happened to be standing as we were letting people in getting cards with uh, Mike Brandt. And Mike Brandt explained that if you are able to collect all the tarot cards, with I think there's 12, you have to bring them to a GW employee at an event and you get a special award. Oh, geez. So, I didn't know that it was like a secret reward. I yeah. I, and, and you get them, you can get them by going to these types of these reveals and these events and that kind of stuff. But also if you buy, I think it was like 200, maybe $200 of product at this, the event store, you'll get one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I saw some people running around collecting them and they had like nine. I don't know if anyone got <laughs> the full call, so I don't, I don't know if anyone's found out what the, the thing is yeah. that that Mike said you would get if you found a GW, but, but it was a pretty cool thing, you know. Yeah. The, the the guys at GW told me about a week before the event. Hey, we're gonna do this really sweet thing as people enter the GW preview at LVO. We're gonna have their fate read, and that was you know basically got a tarot card. The tarot cards I had not seen them in person, but they had hyped them up a lot. And guess what? They lived up to the hype. Very good quality. Cool. I got yeah. the uh, the tree of life. So who I don't know if that's good. Oh, no, you didn't barter for a different card because I definitely saw people bartering for other cards. No, I I legitimately want the tree of life. I don't know. I'm, I'm all into nature and shit. So. Yeah, what else, Flair? Soon to be. It's soon to be. No, it was it was it was, it was a really cool thing, and so we did then have the previews. So we had this kill team set with the brand new Mandrakes revealed. Uh, they'll yeah. be going up against the Night Lords. Seth Mandrakes, are they needed? Uh, I mean, their sculpts are old, and they're old fine cast sculpts, and they have like the the fine cast sculpts have like a. a floppy sword they they just always end up getting busted so definitely wow. more dynamic poses with a uh, a nice plastic kit is always welcome yeah and then we also did get some war cry which is you know mm -hmm. uh kill team equivalent i guess uh we got Pyre AOS, yeah. not hot night haunt versus lumineth i think they look pretty cool um i i you know i'm not a huge fan of it but but you know seth what did did, did it mean anything to you or you like like i i like the night haunt models because they were 
they were they were showing them and they were explaining that they were fire themed. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to give the the events team from GW credit here because we were all in the hall and watched the preview. And the preview video for us was about 20 minutes yeah. um, versus online was closer to more like an hour to an hour and a half. So we had a, we had an abbreviated video. We still got to see everything. We just got less talk in between segments. Um, and frankly, as someone who hadn't had dinner at that point, I very much appreciated the abbreviated video. But I was honestly impressed that they had two different videos, one for us yep. there and one for uh, everyone at home an hour later. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, they, they really do try to make the LVO preview something special. You got to be there for it. And and it was always fun because the crowd was in there. And I guess we should also say that the announcement of Blood Throne, well, I guess the trailer of Blood, Th Blood Throne, Blood the new Throne. Kickstarter yep. game by Frontline Gaming, that did kick off the whole preview thing. Uh, and also, I guess we should talk. I know I'm just intercepting things here, but with the whole ITC handover, we, that's a whole other episode. That's another episode. Yeah. yeah. That's another but, episode. but I mean, the short version is anything at this point, ITC related, uh, it is all under the management of the GW team. So yes. um, Frontline Gaming is no longer managing that. It is GW that is handling all of that. They they said, um, don't expect any big changes in the, in the coming year, um, but they are reevaluating some things. So. Just keep your eyes there. They did an article on it, I believe, as well, the same day on uh, the Warhammer community page. And if you are not at LVO and did not get your ITC awards, don't email me. Please don't email right. me. <laughs> I, I've seen a number of threads pop up. People are like, hey, I missed my ITC awards. You know, FLG, what do I do? And it's, in fact, we didn't even do the ITC awards at LVO this year. It was Zach from the events team, right? Yeah, yeah. So what we did is we did the LVO awards at this award yep. ceremony, and then uh, Mike Brantz came up and did the ITC award. Oh, Mike, Zach, okay. Zach helps them, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that is the and they were beautiful awards. I was, I was you they, know, it's, yeah, it's they looked great. Yeah. I saw a bunch of them, not right. in person because I was on a plane, but I saw pictures of them. <laughs> now, now we have to talk about what's the most important thing about the entire LVO, at least to me personally. <laughs> really, is, you personally, this is the most important thing that happened at LVO. The I mean, man whose job it is to run events. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. The, the, screw that. This, this is what this was my. This, this just made me so damn happy. This was released at the preview. Crute are coming in force. Uh, they are my favorite, I guess, species or, or race. I don't know what the right term is here. They're my favorite thing from 40k, and the fact is that they're getting an entire box to themselves. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. it. Just made me so excited to see this stuff. This is this is just, I don't know. For some reason, I always wanted more crude, and I apparently I'm not alone because there's a lot of people very excited about this new crude set. Seth, were you 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 actually do play Tau? I know I don't even play Tau. I don't know anything about Tau, but I like crude. Seth, as mm -hmm. a Tau player, yay or nay? Oh, I'm definitely excited for him. I right. like Kroot. I like painting organics in general, um, and they have a lot of organic, you know, quills and beaks and muscly yeah. arms and stuff. So I think they're going to be fun to to to, plant, uh, to paint. Um, and then Kroot always, at least one or two Kroot units always end up being pretty tactical and worth it in the Tau Codex. So I'm excited to see that they've added some new some new kind of uh, rampagers. Yeah. Um, they've added a new character. They've refreshed the, the main. The main well, no, they have. They've always had a shaper. Okay, well, the now they have. Now they have like a a war chanter or something like that. I forget what they called it. But. And and Seth, this is not all, right? They've, yeah. been, they've made it very clear. They did say now. there is more coming. So so I'm I'm very excited. I'm going to go deep, guys. As soon as this crew box set is released, this is all I'm playing at least for yeah. a little while. Yes, I'm putting the guard aside to play crew. Uh, Seth, I'm, I'm trying to convince some guys that he's got to convert some of the Tau units to be Crute units. <laughs> I will be calling in the middle of the night. Like, does this look right? Does this battle suit with this Crute look right? He will actually be calling me in the middle of the night. I That's will. the. 
In fact, I think recently my wife made a comment that if I get a call, it's either my day job or kicker. That's it. Those are the only two people that call me. Uh, very true. Anyway. Um, all right, guys. Ages Sigmar got another book, the Dawnbringers book, volume yep. four. This is I'm not you know some other stuff. I'm just I'm just gonna Unseer for Daughters of Cain. There we go. Yeah, the model looked kind of creepy to me. I'm sorry. It just made me think of the uh, what was it? Daughters of Cain are kind of creepy. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, it was kind of making me think of like the ring or something here. Yeah. Um, cool. Another, another, another mini. Um, no, nothing too crazy. This has just been a series of you know supplements that. Uh, yeah, it's it's similar to their arcs of our, our yeah. arcs of Omen of Ninth Edition. Yeah. And then we should talk about the Underworlds thing that got released. This is more gra uh, Grave Lords uh, for the Grave Lords faction. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you you saw them, if they meant anything to you, Seth. I, I enjoyed the little bit of story they gave us, which was the. Um, if we can go to the next image on them, or do we not have them? No, we don't have um, well, an image of them. Um, but then basically, it was like, what if a neck, a a you know, a, a couple, a man and a woman, the man became cursed and was kind of like a beast, and the the woman became a necromancer to like fix him, and then they go to the realm of beasts, and she raises a bunch of zombies to break into graves to find the solution to fixing him. So it, it was it was very interesting to kind of get some of the fluff behind it. And I assume I don't I, I haven't played Underworld since like the first release. Yeah. Um, so I assume most of the, the bands have little stories about them. But that was kind of cool to hear that story. You, you know, Seth, you're, you're talking about Underworlds. I'm not you aren't poo pooing. You're just saying you haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Uh, I went into the Underworlds room at and they have an entire room to themselves at LVO and I was blown away. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people playing this game. It's uh, pretty impressive. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it must be. I mean, I definitely know it was not this popular last year. It's definitely gaining some traction right now, which is which is cool. Yeah, that's um, good to hear. So now the really other big one, this is, you know, they, they always try to end these previews on like the big thing. And I mean, I, I got to say 30K generally is not something I get excited about, but holy Fish stick, solar auxiliary. I mean, Look amazing. Yeah. Like this is Kicker, just that feudal guard army you were making, throw it out and just use it. Yeah. Those. No, no, seriously. I'm like, I'm just putting that whole feudal guard army on hold. These models are gorgeous. And, and I mean, they're not one for one. I mean, I'll like to see them for scale. Oh, but... I, I 100% expect a ton of guard players to yeah. convert these models uh, up and make them. I mean, the uh, tanks are so much better looking, dude. Like, I'm just. The uh, infantry looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, geez. So this is designed yeah. for 30K, but I'm sure there'll be many people making mm -hmm. them 40K mm -hmm. guard army. Uh, we're going to phone in a friend right now. Nikki D, do you want to talk about some made-to-order stuff for Old World? Yeah, because they're bringing made-to-order. Yeah. All right. Nikki, Nikki D's coming, folks. Don't worry. All right. There we go. Had to, yep, had to change, had to change right? my buttons over. Yeah, so uh, and actually, this is going to relate to Warhammer Fantasy, the Old World. Something that, uh, Kicker, I know you've been getting requests on Will Fantasy, Warhammer Fantasy, the Old World, Old World be at LVO 2025. So that's a, that's a future question. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to future episodes of Signals from the Frontline for more episodes. Um, but the the old world box set and rules, everything else like that, that is now available. The PDFs for all the core rules for the factions are available as well. Uh, I think Kicker at, at LVO, there were some boxes of the old world where those Dude, people walking so around with those. Cool. Yeah. So Saturday early in the morning, I met with the GW team to get into their booth early, and they already had a line of people waiting to enter the exhibitor we hall. Did. And we allowed them to go in early and get first access. And and GW did bring a massive uh, massive inventory of old world stuff. So if you were at LVO, you were able to get whatever the hell you wanted from the new old world release. So that's one of the perks, right? You come to these mm -hmm. big events, you come to LVO, and whatever's releasing that weekend, you're almost guaranteed to be able to get your hands on. 
Oh, yeah, Duncan yeah. Rhodes himself was in line. He was sitting in line <laughs> like everyone else, you know, crossed legs, waiting his turn, like very respectfully waiting his turn to go get his old world box. But uh, yeah, nice. it, was, it was a very cool site. So yeah. yeah that so was, yeah. so as it goes for Old World, um, you can get the box now. Uh, this weekend's pre-order for Games Workshop products is some made-to-order items for Old World. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be keeping with what was the core set for the, for, for the box set. So Bretonians, there's going to be your Lord on Pegasus, Lords and Battle Standards, Paladins on Foot, Damsels of the Ladies. So some classic heroes if you played Bretonians. I did. They were really fun. I didn't know how to paint them because I was like 12 at the time. Um, and then Tomb Kings, you're going to have your your Tomb Kings, which were the, the Lords, uh, mm-hmm. effectively your general um, in 40k terms. And then some Lich Priest and Battle Standard Bearers. So if you play these armies for fantasy, you're probably going to want some of these, mix a few of these to mix in. They are classic sculpts. Um, so that's your, uh, that, that is your pre-order for this upcoming weekend. But um, yeah. That's it. So kick yeah. Seth. I'll, I'll hand it back to you guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, uh, Nikki. Yeah, it, it's always interesting to see uh, a new game system, how it's going to go uh, on launch. And, uh, you know, I was looking right before our show. It looks like most of the old world stuff is already sold out. Uh, yeah. So from so it looks like it look, look, there's demand. Let's let's see how long uh, it's it stays. Uh, all right. Let's hop about uh, hop into the FLG news, guys. The Cherokee room block has sold out again. So this is now the third time we've been able to add rooms and it's sold out. Uh, people have been bugging me all. Apparently, I didn't check my email inbox over LVO. Sorry. I, what? I can't believe that kicker. Why right, not? A little swamped. Uh, but I looked at my inbox this morning and there was a lot of people asking about the Cherokee room block. And I begged this afternoon with the uh, beg to the venue management at Cherokee to add just like a few more rooms because the the if you don't get through a room block, the Saturday night is $600. Uh, $600 to stay at that hotel. And it's a great hotel, but I don't know if it's $600. Great. So um, our, our room block, though, is significantly cheaper. It's like $100. Yeah. So long story short, we should have a few more rooms added tomorrow, ideally. So if you're waiting to get your Cherokee room, get it. But that is most likely not going to be able and I'm not to. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the event itself is sold out for 40 k Oh, it shouldn't be sold out. I mean, we we have because if we need to we can always add some spots into the okay. hall um i really don't want so to if 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 you also have been sitting on the fence grab your tickets yeah we we do we are 200 plus 40k players as of right now and there's always yep. a big jump right right about now because people yeah, are and it's your chance to, to tangle with me and nikki d and see yeah both seth and nick will be there rolling dice uh yeah, Ages Sigmar has become a three-day event. Thanks, Nikki D, for bringing that in. Ages Sigmar is a three-day event. Uh, it's got it was so big last year that players wanted an undefeated winner. Uh, right. There's so many people, so we couldn't make it a two-day event. We had to make it a three-day event. So both 40k and Ages Sigmar are three-day events. On Sunday, you have. Um, other events to do for 40k in case you don't make the top cut we have the 40k narrative and the 40k rtts and i'm really stoked to say this guys but we did this this drink we kind of tested this concept at, at lvo and we didn't really make a big fuss about it i just want to see if it was possible we, we made a an lvo drink called combat juice and it was this lime green uh, margarita you know at a look of at one of the bars at the, the, the yeah it's not yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, right? Well, we decided to release Combat Juice at every single one of our events to match the theme. So at Cherokee, guys, you'll be able to get Cherokee Combat Juice. And this, I just got the price. I just got the information. But basically, it's going to be a purple drink to match our purple logo. And it's going uh, to be moonshine based. And I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that will be the alcohol. That will be the primary Someone's going to die. <laughs> well, moon- Keep it away from the Vanguard Tactics crew after <laughs> after what they did Saturday night. They need to be on a leash. 
<laughs> well, so the, uh, the the Cherokee Combat Juice will also have this nice little benefit. If if Seth, Nikki D, you guys remember, the, the Cherokee event takes place on the Cherokee uh, reserve, reservation. It's, it's their land. And we thought, like, hey, you know, maybe we can do something to give back to them. So uh, a portion of all sales of this drink will be going back to the local community there. Oh, that's cool. A way to help raise some money and stuff. So really stoked about this. Uh, I have yet to decide, to decide the Rocky Mountain uh, Combat Juice, but that is the next project. But uh, Rocky Mountain Open, we are working on dice. And I wanted to know, guys, what do you think for dice? Let's see what the what the uh, what the chat thinks here. Do transparent dice with glitter like do, does that sound attractive or just stupid? Like we're thinking like transparent, like slightly tinted dice, maybe bluish tinted dice, because that's kind of the logo with glitter. Yay, nay. What do, what do you think, chat? Tell us. We'll be reading your comments. Seth, shoot from the hip. What do you think? Um. I don't know. The favorite dice that I've seen FLG make kind of like last year or two um, is the the matte black yeah. with gold for uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. But I, I, it's not often that we see like matte colors. Yeah. Like most dice are glossy. Hmm. So they always that always kind of stands out to me. So um, maybe we should try and do some sort of opaque solid color with our contract. <laughs> I'm down with it. Like blue dice with orange, all matte, of course. Blue dice with orange logos or something to kind of fit yeah. that. You can do that. Nikki D, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, give, give me your favorite. AR Quintero says, we don't glitter here. <laughs> we don't glitter here. Oh, no. All right. All right. I guess I have to adjust my... Uh... Well, the glitter is not like... I don't want like to bedazzle the dice or make it... I just It makes it sparkly. I I'm am. Like, I hate... Personally, guys, let's just get this out of there. I hate glitter. Like, it's not allowed in my house. Um, oh, but... child. What What's the what's the sex of your youngest child? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Emerson, my, my, my four-month-old child, will be playing with glitter, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, we really try to stay away from glitter at all costs. Yep. I'm I, just like, mm, son. We, we did some dice. I think it was for so that had like glitter in it, it had, basically just gives a little yeah. like, a little sparkle but uh okay nikki d what do you think man what's your favorite type of dice do you like like layered dice something kind of like shiny or more more just traditional and opaque solid dice we can talk I, about. I like faction dice like yeah. I, that's i mean typically when i play if people see me play um most a lot of the dice that i use are actually uh, games workshops blood angels dice and you know i've got different colors of them so i can use them for and I'll explain to my opponents pre-game the red dice are my wound counters, the black are my CP, gold yep. maybe something yep. you know different that's there. So I like having different sets, and um, I use it all the time, even if I'm not playing Blood Angels, because I, I still love that faction. So that that's my preference. Well, guys, if you are in chat or you're coming to Rocky Mountain Open, shoot me a, a message on Facebook or email. Tell me what kind of dice you want for the Rocky Mountain Open. We sold a lot of these dice as pre-orders. I got to put my order in, in basically in by Friday. Uh, so I'd like to <laughs> get an idea for what you guys want. Um, let's hop into some nerd news. Nikki D, do you have anything? I know nerd news is usually your realm. Okay, Nikki D shaking his head. I did do some quick research here. We have some movies okay. coming out this year for 2024 starting, uh, I guess, now. Um We've got things like, you know, uh, Mean Girls and Kung Fu Panda 4, which I'm sure are just uh, wonderfully exciting. Are we really talking about these things right now? Say what? Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda 4. Is that what we're talking about? We're right talking now? about Kung Fu Panda oh. 4. Well, uh, okay, but let's, let's, let's move past Kung Fu Panda 4. We're going to have another Godzilla King Kong movie, which is yeah. always a crowd favorite. Civil War looks amazing. Come on, Seth. You must have seen the trailers for that. No? No, oh. you're just a history buff and you love no, it. This is, no, this is like, this takes place in like a like slightly modern, like like a little in the future as if like the America kind no. of structured. Like, oh, that's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Come on. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. Kingdom of Planet of the Apes. Come on, come on. You're gonna love. No, 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 not for me. No. Oh, am I okay? Nikki D's giving me a thumbs up. At least I'm getting a thumbs up from one of my co-hosts. <laughs> all right, all right. Finally, this is the one that if you don't like it, dude, you just gotta leave. 
Mad Max, the next Mad Max is coming, dude. Yeah, yeah. I like Mad Max right. Fury Road. Thank you. I've, I've seen there the others. Yeah. You know who's going to love that is 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 our trucker and logistics extraordinaire Mike Gandolfo, who is who's very much. Uh, I think next year he needs to be in Mad Max cosplay. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Mike, make it happen. <laughs> All right, Seth, take us into our main segment, man. You know, kicker, you and I uh, were at a little event called the LVO this past weekend. Um, do, would you like to to maybe tell folks what LVO is? It is just the largest tur- competitive tournament for so many different tournaments. It's 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 an event with, I mean, we, everyone knows that forty k is big, but it's also the largest Age of Sigmar tournament, four hundred and sixteen right players. Mm-hmm. It's the largest Star Wars Legion, largest MCP, largest kill team, huge uh, song largest the forty k champs. 40k champs and it's this massive thing right but it's really done by the community like mm-hmm. there are there are i think like i think we kind of like 18 actual employees of frontline gaming everyone else is just a community guy coming together helping us like you know to put this thing on it's it's such a cool like it, it gets like warm and fuzzy inside right it's the community yep. coming together to make this thing happen um uh, you know the, oh, there if you look at the graphic right there seth you want to describe the graphic it's it's kind of cool yeah so this is uh kind of a collage of photos of all of our various volunteers that have shown up to help um there's too many to name there's yeah. literally an army of them but it's we really do appreciate every single one of you who came out and helped us because there is absolutely no way that we can get this done without you i mean kicker that that the 40k hall the pavilion which was 40k champs narrative and friendly was basically had all of the tables with terrain mats and numbers set up by i was looking by about 11 o'clock yeah in the morning there were close to you probably know know exactly somewhere but it was probably close to 700 tables in that room oh yeah 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 because of the narrative and the friendly i mean insane absolutely insane um you, you know I, it, 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 we always say it, that we can't make, do this without you guys, but it's not just like the judges, right? Cause obviously most of the judges are just volunteers. They're community leaders stepping mm-hmm. up to want to run a large event, but like the, like you use the word army Seth, it was an army of people helping set up. I mean, <laughs> we, we needed, we need like 50 tables over in the MCP hall real fast. And suddenly 50 people show up and each person takes one table and all of a sudden those yeah. tables are set up. It was such a cool, like, it thing was, it was fantastic to see everyone working together and getting everything done. Pretty um, dang awesome. I, I do want to give a, sh- a, a, a just a scale. Um, I think, and correct me again, you know these numbers better than I do. I think total attendance, like in terms of like, you know, the wristband to get in, it was a little over 5,000. Yeah, yeah. We, we were right, right under 6,000 for total attendance. Um, we yeah. did have quite a bit of attrition uh, in terms of people that had bought tickets that did not show, which is probably a good thing because the lines, I didn't really want the lines getting any longer. Yeah. We had a lot of people locally that showed up day of just to, just to go spectate. This was the largest yeah. exhibitor hall we've ever had. Uh, yeah. You know, we also had the, the, the marketplace. So we took the, we have the exhibitor ball room i guess but then we also had a corridor that was lined with with, with stuff so we, anyway we had a lot of spectators just to come in and watch and see this stuff i mean it's so epic just to roam those halls yeah. uh so yeah it was a really cool you know i mean really cool thing i mean 200 people playing mcp right like that's crazy man yeah. I mean, like it's, it, was, it was really cool to see now i uh i have to thank kelsey ito uh who yeah. is our on on the ground staff photographer for the weekend um he took a ton of amazing shots while he was there go check him out on the frontline gaming community page i took a sampling to kind of 
Take us through the experience. Uh, Seth, so, who is Kelsey? Does he This is Kelsey, you know. There's there he is. is Kelsey. He is once again just a volunteer. He is not a staff member. He is a volunteer and he came out and documented everything for us and it was fantastic to have him there. From Hawaii he, though, folks. From Hawaii. Hawaii. And Hawaii. and he also brought me brought uh some very needed chocolate covered uh espresso beans to us at one point, which I ate some of Saturday night and then I'm fairly certain Joe and Jack fought over on stream <laughs> <laughs> Sunday. He said um, mass with some tea i don't know some oh, yeah. like hawaiian magical tea or something Mag so. magical Hawaiian tea yeah no i'm pretty sure that's a thing yeah. kelsey's kelsey was here last year it was great seeing him last year and it was great to have him back this year and uh I, he is now contractually obligated to uh, be there and, and guys folks, we met kelsey because he used to be in our chat all the time and he's in there he's, tonight he's there hey kelsey what's happening man and like because of like you know just another community guy that's helping to make the the event as a whole possible so yeah thank you kelsey. all right so, so but if Give us Nikki, take yeah. us back to the top of the, those pictures. So the first thing that folks saw when they came in was this. Uh, we did launch the Blood Throne Kickstarter on, I think it was the Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so when folks came in, uh, there was obviously the registration desk. But right there, as you came in, we did have the Blood Throne uh, demo area set up with Reese, the creator of the game, there all day to, to give you a chance to, to see this game in person, to play a little bit of a demo, uh, and then check out the Kickstarter. So that was really cool to see and have. Um, the models were beautiful. I didn't throw an image in there, but we, they actually had a full size, like the game is called Blood Throne, and they had basically a full size throne there for people yeah. to, to hang out and check out and sit on. It was pretty cool. Um, There's also some pictures from the guy that made the throne in the community page. It, that was an intense project. Uh, hats off to that man, because I looked at it and was like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, now, the other main thing you saw when you came in was this. The giant uh, Terminator from Games Workshop, um, he, shown here with our boys from Vanguard Tactics. They brought a huge crew out this year. They ran their, their workshop on Thursday night like they always do to kind of get players ready and prepped for the event. So it was cool to have those out. There were also just tons of other teams. Uh, I, I had some photos. I don't think I threw them in here, but lined the, the halls coming in were the banners for all the various uh, teams the there. Hall for the of Hall Champions. of Champions. Um, <laughs> I, I threw another picture in here that Kelsey threw up a panoramic for scale of just exactly how crazy the, the 40K hall was. Um, this is like a panoramic shot, but this is literally, if you were there last year, uh, the hall that we had 40K champs in AOS in was just all 40K this year. Um, and it was wall to wall 40K, uh, more tables than last year. It was amazing to see that many players all sharing the same passion for the same game. Um, I did want to point out one individual that I met because uh, I, I wandered the halls all days saying hi to folks. Uh, our next picture here, this is Steven Peterson. Uh, he's the gentleman on the right of the image that is in the, or sorry, the left of the image, things are backwards for me, uh, that is sitting in the wheelchair. And he had a very uh, kind of inspiring story. And I, I talked to him a bit, but you can see his full interview. He did take some time to sit down with Jake from uh, our team and, and talk through his story. Um, but essentially, uh, he was there playing 40K and I was intrigued because I, I was kind of wondering how someone who had these mobility uh, issues was able to play the game. He was in a car accident several years ago where he was um, mostly paralyzed. Um, and his his local club in Australia got together and built and painted a knight's army for him. 
so that he was able to play with less models and he usually would have just the opponents move the models but coming to lvo for the first time he actually flew with a friend and a friend was there to move models and roll dice for him the entire weekend and he ended up going four and two with an imperial knights army that had three big knights in it which is not something you usually see so um it was just really inspiring to see someone kind of face that level of adversity in life and find a way to stay connected to their hobby and he was a really nice gentleman happy to talk um all of his opponents had nothing but nice things to say about him so it was just really cool to see the community somewhere else in the world come together for for someone and then for him to take this big leap of faith to fly across uh, the ocean to us and to be accepted when he got here by all of his opponents. So that was, that was really cool to see. So I wanted to point that out. Um, kicker. And did you, I think you got a chance get a great time, by the way, he, he yeah. followed up with his, he, I mean, you know, the community at LVO is extremely like welcoming and friendly and it's only getting better. Yeah. Like the, like, I don't know if you compare, I don't know Steph, if you have, if you have the data or not from last year to this year, but it's amazing. Like, like a handful of yellow cards. I don't think it was a single red card or anything. It was just yeah. like, everyone was like really there to have fun. It was, it was yeah. a really cool experience. Yep. Now I threw this next one up because we had, as you said, we had the, the marketplace in the hallway. Yeah. Um, and there was a group there called, um, Verker's vault, I believe it was yeah. called, but they had this piece and some folks might recognize this piece. This is the crash Manta that was painted on the, uh, Squidmar paints channel. Um, which I, I think he has like a dozen videos on the building and painting of this. And it was really cool to watch those videos and then get to see it in person. And they had a ton of really cool, high quality miniatures on display. They're basically a museum um, of painted miniatures. So it was really cool to see that. And that was definitely kind of the piece that like caught your eye as you walk by. Cause you're like, I know where that's from. Yeah. And like, you know, you go in and you see, and you're like, I remember all the little things they did to make this happen. And then you kind of look at all the other stuff. So that was cool. But there was also just tons of cool vendors uh, along the hall and in the main hall kicker did you, did you pick up any stuff from the vendors while you were there yeah i'm I'm guilty i came back with a very full suitcase um you know i'm, I'm a big fan of artist opus and gamers grass and both of those yeah. are, are companies from europe and they both brought quite a bit of well quite a bit of bit of product that i, I that i purchased i really really was excited i um, i mean i mainly hit the i got some stuff from gamers grass for my necrons but i mainly hit the monument hobbies booth and picked yeah. up some of their brushes and paints yeah. um but I, I see a few folks in chat maybe because you frequently talk about them uh took the plunge on some artist opus uh pieces as well yeah yeah and it was cool that uh, byron the guy that owns artist opus he was there and he's he, the yeah. artist opus does a lot of videos painting he did videos. paint judging too yeah he? yeah so he, he was helping some doing a little bit of paint judging there he was doing a lot of demos showing people how to yeah, do it most efficiently it was it was really cool to see that like you get that firsthand experience uh, you're talking about that 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 museum that, that has the miniatures the, that cool squigmar yeah. thing there right check this out I spoke to them uh, during close up. They're coming back next year and they're, we're giving them as much space as they want because it was such a cool attraction that, that we're going to just let them go to town. Let them. Yeah. So they, they they were last minute sign up this year. Next yeah. year, we're planning to really have that on display because yeah, people, so cool. many people enjoyed seeing those, yeah. those, those paint. Uh, Kelsey mentioned in chat that some one of his friends had to buy a suitcase while they were there to fit their stuff to fly back. Yeah. I, <laughs> I knew that that was going to be a problem, so I limited myself this year, but it was oh. definitely a risk. I got to um, tell you, my friends at GW gave me a Bane blade and that takes up a lot of space but i'm very excited <laughs> yeah we had the gw booth there we had what monument hobbies uh catalyst Army painter was there Army yeah. painter helped me get out there AK, AK the ak the guys that do all the grind AK studios was there yeah. artist opus was there gamers grass baron of dice the flg secondhand shop squad marks was there um 
yeah, there was just tons and tons of vendors. It was really cool to see. Oh, oh, Duncan Rhodes and, and oh, yeah, hey, Duncan Rhodes had had a booth out there, and they were also doing paint demos. Um, so that was really, and I, um, a lot of these vendors were actually able to contribute prizes to give away on the war games live stream. And I actually specifically remember when we gave away the, the, the artist opus brushes, Joe was like, these brushes are really cool. I like them. Um, and so I went back to the booth cause I was returning the product cause we were just you know showing it on camera and the owner of artist opus was like, Joe liked the brushes. I was like, yeah, I was like, he can have them. Yeah. So. And Joe was like, these are mine. Yeah. <laughs> they disappeared real quick. They are. I mean, they um, are Titans, yeah, the Titans terrain was there. Thanks, Kelsey. Uh, got to see Adrian. That was cool. Um, but outside the vendor hall, uh, right in front of it, we had our cosplay screen. And yeah. this was the first year that we had a full fledged cosplay contest. Right, Kicker? Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was really cool. We we'd, we'd had people come in cosplay previously, but this year we decided to really lean into it and have an actual contest with the winner getting one of the famed Hobby Goblins uh, props. It was, I believe, a bolt bolter that they got a bolt, yep. uh, which was pretty and, pretty. and we had a number of, of folks show up and participate. Um, we had uh, a, there was a, a rare Space Marine sighting. I know. Crazy, right? Space Marine sighting. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And and then probably my favorite, because I was definitely not expecting this, but it was a uh, like a scavenger or a junker from Fallout. And he um, won, right, Seth? I think so. He should have because it was uh, it was a very detailed costume. I, w I was um, taking some time to look at all the, the little trinkets on his backpack. You can see that kind of glowing blue thing is actually like a, a Nuka-Cola quantum. Um, so he had, he had a lot of really unique props for the the Fallout series in there. So that was really cool. Fun story. After the contest, that guy was all alone and completely passed out. And I had to go see that backpack that. was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And he he didn't understand. He was he I don't think he understand what he I think he was delirious or something. Yeah. Uh, he didn't he didn't want to take off his backpack. He wanted to keep his backpack on. I'm like, dude, you you can't stand up. So I and I got two other guys because I couldn't lift the backpack on my own, took it off of him. And then I insisted yeah, that he drink uh, water because the guy was like just yeah, I had to like help get his arms out of it and everything. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. What a mess. He was committed to the cosplay, but it was <laughs> committed like, to the cosplay. He was yeah, maybe the literal head to toe trench coat with gas mask and like a hundred pound backpack was a bit much. Yeah. But I mean, it was, he won, he won, he won, he, won. he definitely won. No <laughs> doubt in that. Uh, there was the, the, I, I'm sure folks have seen it. There was a woman dressed as a pot of null oil. And then of course we had to take a photo where she spilled. Did you see the inquisitor? There was, there was, a, there, yep, was a, there was inquisitors. There were assassins. There was a member of the blood pack there. Yeah. There was all kinds of cool. The inquisitor cool. played kill team in the inquisitor outfit the entire time. Speaking and I was like, of kill team. Oh yeah. Let's do it. Check out this board that was over on, uh, this was on the professional casual tape networks table. Wow. Um, they had some really awesome boards there. Um, they had a, a great, no, that, no, that was, that was uh squadcast Squadcasted did kill team um and they had a they had a really they actually had um uh, kicker i bought a, a laser line from them not uh, that i needed another laser line but because it was very bright green yes okay uh, confession i got one of him uh, from from dakota the guy that runs it uh yeah. in socal and that is like my i never thought i was going to use one of the stupid laser pointer things but yeah it was extremely green so i was like i need that for my orcs so uh, whenever good. i need that on the site i need that um, but they had some great tables going on over there. I, I also grabbed some some photos here that Kelsey threw up of uh, some of the the kind of epic scale battles. Um, this is not actually epic. This yeah, was, you, when you mean epic, you don't mean the tiny version. This no, like these are full size, you know, warlord titans and reaver titans stomping around, and there's tons of them. And it's like those kind of things you just like 
you never get to see them. They're amazing. I mean, Seth, that photo right there, those are those are full size 40k tanks. Those are those are titans there. That is a full yeah. like imperial fort wall. It is, and that's one of four tables. So the mega battle on Sunday is is its own little um spectacle. Yeah. Like you don't need to see anything else. You can just go see that and you'd be happy. Yeah. Uh, now I, yeah. I did throw some photos on here of folks that that really contributed and I wanted to thank. Um this is the 40k judge team that covered that massive haul. Um, we actually had a system this year. You, you talked about it online a bit, but there were QR codes at every table where you could scan and it would generate a text message and you would just text them your number. Um, and we actually had an individual that was kind of the dispatcher and all the judges had radios and he would say, Hey, judge at table 142. And then someone would respond, you know, if it was Jorge, Jorge, I'd be like, Jorge's going to 142. And, you know, they, they managed that very well, which really helped them with the number of judges we had and the number of players we had be efficient. There was never really a long delay and people getting a judge. And we um, lost so, three judges last minute yeah, due to personal things. Yeah. So despite being down judges, the, the, the new system, this new paging system was so efficient that, that, that no one really noticed. It was still, yeah, some, it worked, it worked very well. So um, that team put in a lot of work and I do appreciate everything they did. So I just wanted to give them a shout out because um, we could not have, have played an event that scale without those guys making that system work. That was Adam Solis, our head judge. That was all his idea. That was all his idea. Thank yeah. you, Adam. He's in chat, and uh, he's probably going to get a bigger head because of it. So, uh, <laughs> love you, Adam. Um, we have another photo here. This is our army of volunteers on their way to set up the hall. Um, in the front there, in that Hobby Goblins jersey, is Dean himself. Um, but the army uh, out and about early on that Thursday to get things set up. Again, couldn't do this without you guys. Really, we have appreciate to do a it. shout out, Seth, of several key anchors for the setup crew, right? So we had the yep. Hobby Goblins. That's a key yep. anchor, right? We always need had D six from the Pacific Northwest. That's you know spearheaded by Marcus, mm -hmm. my, my buddy, and 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 just another solid anchor. And, and and I gotta say, dude, we had Dayton. You know Dayton, right? Yep. He was there. This is a human forklift. And the, I the, I got to see too much of Dayton, but yes, I know Dayton. <laughs> yeah, you saw Dayton, but but I, I I gotta I gotta do a shout out for for, for my boys from Louisiana, dude. I mean, yeah, the they were Louisiana, there. Right? crew came and represented and they were they were my uh, ace up my sleeve whenever there's a problem i'm just like guys handle it and they took care of it yeah so, so they did cool. great work um i i threw up a few of our streamers here uh this is the squad cast crew they both streamed and uh judged and to'd kill team yeah. um and they were working hard and i appreciate them it was good to see them these are these are folks that i i'll tell you about here all the time in our kind of you know affiliate news or our, our friend news but it's not often that i get these guys in person and, and get a chance to say hi to them and tell them how much I appreciate what they do. So it was great to see them uh, there in person. Uh, it just wasn't uh, other streamers here from, from smaller groups. We had GW here streaming. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the, the Paul Murphy himself over there streaming AOS. Um, they had the AOS stream going all weekend. It was really cool to see them there. Always appreciate their support. Um, kicker, you, you shouted him out, but I, I have him here. Duncan, um, despite the fact that he's there to tell people about his paints was like judging every paint competition under the sun. Yeah, Seth, let me explain that a little bit. What we did is we ended up having not one, not two, not three, but four hobby showcases. So this was mm -hmm. the top cut of various competitions, yep. four different competitions, 40K, Age of Sigmar, I believe Conquest, and A Song of Ice and Fire. And each one of these had a, 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 a showcase. <laughs> where yeah, top like a top cut of, of paint, essentially. Yeah, and it was on our schedule so that people could go check the, you know, kind of get the, see the best armies on a beautiful display, easy to take photos of. <laughs> and Duncan was going to go in, uh, Duncan went in there as a celebrity judge and helped the, the event judges kind of make that final call. So it was really cool. He was doing demos at one time, doing hobby showcases at the other time, and also just walking around and enjoying the event himself. He definitely had a lot. And, of you know, buying Old World. 
and buying old rolled. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to his team. Really appreciate them. They come out to a lot of our events. So it's nice to, again, get the chance to see them and catch up. Um, of course, I have to shout out War Games Live. Uh, if you didn't uh, watch it during the weekend, uh, it was, of course, Joe, who works tirelessly to bring you the best possible stream he can he can every weekend. And then we had last year's winner of the LVO and last year's ITC champion, Jack Harbister, was his commentator for the weekend. So that gave you that, that good, gritty tactical breakdown. And then I was the monkey that ran around and did all the player interviews and, and got your reports from other tables, you know, which uh, Jack appreciated because then he could stretch his legs go to the bathroom take a look at some of the games um so we kind of tag team that it was great i do though have to point out kicker that jack harpster owes me a coffee he owes you better and i'm i'm very disappointed in him and i'm calling him out here because the first morning jack and i made a mistake on friday morning we did not get up early enough to hit the starbucks line or the Mm -hmm. the convention line because we had coffee in the convention food area to make it with coffee to the stream on time so we definitely were feeling it Friday. So Saturday, I made sure that we got up early enough and we got a coffee. And Jack was like, can you grab me one? And I was like, got you, man. And then <laughs> Saturday afternoon, we were feeling it. Yeah. And he ran out to get a coffee and he didn't get me one. Oh, ass. And, and, I, and I called him out on it. And he's like, well, I owe you one. And then Sunday morning, no coffee. <sighs> so I'm calling you out, Jack. Jack Next time no. I see you, I want a coffee. I don't care what time it is. I want a coffee. Um, Uber eats him some coffee right now, Jack, right now. <laughs> yes, let's right now. do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, it was a great stream. Um, really, really happy to be part of it. Um, you know, FLG did not have the their own stream team this year, and Joe uh, stepped up to that role to be the mainstream and to host all of the, the games. Um, and that's a big deal because that meant Joe literally, including the game he streamed Thursday night, streamed 11 games between Thursday night and Sunday night. One guy. Um, that is a yeah. lot of... Of, of a lot of streaming that is a, that is many 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 hours uh on the mic uh behind the computer um could not do that without you so i really appreciate you joe um and i really appreciate all the viewers in chat um he he broke uh viewership records in terms of number of, of viewers at a single time he he broke the twenty thousand subs mark so it was really great to see all of that kind of come together for joe kind of this year as the first year of him being the mainstream so that was really exciting for him um now we can get into some of our our awards. Oh wait, wait! Um, I, I got to give you a quick summary of my okay. just quick oh, perspective yeah, on experience? a few things because there's a lot of things we added to the LBO <laughs> this year. Uh, a lot of it was on the background to keep things organized. We had the fastest registration line we've ever had, yep. uh, which is which is huge. We've re- we released several new things like the cosplay contest. We of course had the scavenger hunt, which we had last year, but we made it even better. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we had the club pass thing, which was really really popular this year. So Did we added you a put get stuff. a selfie with me in the in the scavenger hunt? Uh, I don't know. We, we someone definitely got. There was at least two people I remember getting selfies oh, with me. You know what? One of the scavenger said it was on was, the scavenger hunt. It, yeah, one of the th- scavenger hunt that was take a selfie with somebody that was part of the stream team or part of the staff. Oh, okay. I can't remember. So yeah, that I was, was, that was probably, yeah yeah twice. No, the, the scavenger hunt's fun, and they got these epic. I don't have them. They got these epic. Here we go. Boom! Look at these these giant massive dice. I don't know if you can see it. Oh yeah yeah. It was it was a pretty sweet little award. Actually, okay. The other thing we did at the LVO is we really stepped up the swag game. Check this out. So for the international Wait, what is that why was there a bubble thumbs up next yeah, to look at this. I, do this. I, I don't know what's going on here but there's a bubble thumbs up hatting this is technology i don't i don't know what's going on Zev. very confused the technology okay so i'm not gonna make a thumbs up because it makes a weird uh cartoon animation thumbs up happen look seth is it doing it for you no nope. nope. i guess you're nope, just not me. me 
just that you. is weird. All right. So one of the things we had for all the international folks, and we had people coming in from New Zealand, Australia, all over Europe, Iceland. There was a cool guy from Switzerland that really was excited to be there. It was a big trip for him. Um, I mean, you know, he just never come to America and had to come play. And he was just, anyway, we got anyone that was from international uh, overseas, including Canada, one of these really sweet luggage tags that says toy soldiers in transit. <laughs> so I was like, how cool is that, right? So we made these uh, luggage tags in-house in uh, for all the nice little metal tags that, I don't know, you're traveling with your stuff, you should show it off. We also had magnets that were really popular. They were like a little free gift that we were giving out with people that pre-ordered. Oh, and dice bags. So we had a lot of really sweet stuff. And at LVO, this is where he officially launched off the uh, the uh, affi- not the, the achievement dice things right here. Yeah, yep. Those we had cool. the, the the different awards for you know being you know losing every round but not quitting and and having yeah. decent painters. So anyway, these really cool new dice uh, that we're doing with the uh, the Baron of Dice. So anyway, we had all these new programs launched at LVO, and overall it was overwhelmingly positive. People were really really excited to see these things all happen. Uh, Seth, now should we Nikki D? I got I got I to ask you. Before we go into the awards, you were observing yeah. the entire time. What was your thoughts as somebody watching the streams from home all, all weekend long? Any any anything of interest? Yeah, I mean, I I, I really loved it. I was uh, stuck at home uh, when we were last on the show a couple weeks ago. We had talked about how I had a couple of visits to the apothecary, but I was all healed, and people would see me at LVO. And then two days before LVO, I called Kicker and said, "Hey." I've got COVID. I can't travel anymore. We were actually so, betting on anyone getting sick. We no one had uh, Nikki D getting sick on yeah, their bingo. No one expected. Yeah, yeah. So I was at home on my couch watching, uh, you know, the coverage and and just kind of keeping track of everything. Really, um, you know, from from my standpoint, Joe and Jack did a phenomenal job. Um, it was a lot of fun to really watch the coverage. Seth with the kind of in-game updates made for a great great experience uh that that was there included so uh even um my wife got into because I, I i had youtube up on my tv in my living room so even mm-hmm. my wife got into like sitting down and watching uh you know some of the games with me which was really cool and she she was commenting on it where you know she she knows sports she knows i play 40k but you know doesn't know the game in and, in and out but it was really neat for for me on sunday night when she was talking about like hey this was actually kind of cool to watch these games and have people uh, explaining what's happening so even someone that's not a full expert of the game can understand what's 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 going on so for me that was a really cool i'm not going to push my limits and like try to get her to watch 40k with me every weekend um uh, but i'll i'll appreciate though that for yeah for the big when event happens, of the weekend yeah. that i was able to do it so um i hope to be back i hope to be there next year not ill uh but i will be at cherokee um, mm-hmm. bearing any 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 other future illnesses will be there. You will be yeah there. i will be there so yeah i miss the flg crew miss everybody for the events there but uh yeah it was a great event but uh let's 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 uh seth let's get into what were the actual results well, that's before i do that to. i have to thank one more individual and that's kicker um oh. kicker you, you mean you guys hear about how much he works to get these events ready and and so we can all go and enjoy them um but really um the, the best thing I can say about kicker is he is the duck of, of FLG on the surface. The man looks calm, cool, and collected, but beneath the surface, he is paddling his heart out. I Dude. mean, like there were, there were hiccups behind the scenes all weekend. And, and he was all like nine times out of 10. If I was like, Hey kicker, here's the thing that came up. He's like, I'm on it. I'm already on it. I'm already, I dealt with it 10 minutes ago. And he's like, he is, he was dealing with things left and right. But still, even while that's happening, 
folks would come up and say hi, I want to chat with him. And he was happy to stop and chat and, and you know, thank them for coming out. So I really do appreciate everything you do, bud, because Thanks, we couldn't have these these kind of experiences without all the work you do in between all the events and of course at the events himself so i'm getting all emotional and shit shut up all right (laughs) no no seriously though i was wearing running shoes the entire event because i was literally running down the hall to keep up but uh no thank you so folks folks have been asking online you know who won what and uh we we've got the awards here for you um let's hit paint first uh so number number uh, third place, number three, uh, we've seen him before. Kevin Grubbs with his Ultramarines were there. Uh, they did great. Uh, number two was actually last year's hobby track winner, Matt Aaron. Now, specifically, I was talking to Matt pre-event, um, and last year he had placed seventh in paint. So his goal was to go higher than seventh, and he certainly succeeded in that, uh, and he made it up to 10th place. Did you see I hear- that Army or- transport box thing? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was- Sorry, it was- he made it second place. I, I saw him loading up to go to the airport, and I'm like, what the it's hell is that thing? Now, I have, I have an interesting rumor that both Kevin and Matt might be considering starting Orc Armies for next year's Ooh. best painted kicker. I mean, orcs do offer a lot of conversion and paint yeah, opportunities. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, and then our first place winner was Stephen Lynn. Stephen Lynn took home best painted. Uh, so congrats to Stephen on that. Moving on to Paragon, which is kind of a combination of, of both on the table performance and painting. Um, our third place went to Marshall Peterson with his Necron army. Uh, beautiful Necron army. Had a chance to see it. And it was like a horde infantry army. It was not a few models. It was like, I think he had like 50 immortals in that thing. It was a lot. Um, Number two, which we got to see a ton of on stream, which was great, was Sweet Lou. Uh, Sweet Lou was running Votan, and he had a very kind of classic uh, bluish teal and white scheme on him. They looked amazing. Um, and then number one, uh, missing out on the the top 16 cut because Sweet Lou swept the leg on him, uh, but still managing to take a best overall was Sean Naden with his orcs. And, and Sean, um, you knew he always goes for that. Like, best general is yeah. nice, but Sean Naden wants to be, you know. I do have to give him a little, little bit of, uh, you know, hate here on on air because uh when we when we presented him with his dice for making showcase for his paint on stream they said hey be here 9 a.m on sunday so your army can be judged for final painting he said don't worry i'll be here for top eight yeah so hubris may may have caught up with sean there but he still managed to make, take best overall which is pretty cool to see um now for the the big awards the the general third place was samuel pope running a list that absolutely no one was expecting to see go towards the top three of LVO, which was Horde Tyranids. Um, I personally went up to Sam at one point and cursed his name to his face because I told him, look, man, I, I already said on air that I want to start ne- or Tyranids this year, and you had to make a, a swarm army the best army, um, which means I got a lot of models to paint kicker if I really do that. So, so, uh, but it looked great, and it really was... Um, you know, everyone kind of said Tyranids were, were a lower tier power codex. He found a way to make it work, man. So congrats to Sam. He was from a group called Y'all Hammer, which I think I have to issue a formal apology to now on Air Kicker. Are you okay with that? <laughs> go go with it. Go formal. I apology. may have called them out on stream for not supporting uh, Sam when he made to the top 16 cut because top 16 cut is late night on Saturday. So most of the players that make the cut, their teammates are running around getting them dinner, making sure they've got food and water and all that and watching them. We did keep the hall open so that you could watch them this year. Um, Sam's team did show up and then, and then Sam said, 
go get, you know, dinner and come back guys. And when I was there checking in on Sam, his team wasn't there and it was mentioned to me. So I gave them crap on air for not backing their boy up. And it was, it was because Sam told them to go away. So I did have to issue an apology. Uh. You guys were there. You just, Sam, I told you to leave. Um, Second place uh, coming in with the army that most people did expect uh, the meta Eldar list piloted by Folger Piles um, went undefeated up until the last round. Uh, so great showing for him. Um, but our number one winner, the man here in the picture, whose uh, his eyes look like that of a Necron. I love you, Matt, but I had to make that joke. Matt Laura from Vanguard Tactics taking hyper crypt with a monolith and 30 immortals, which Everyone was saying that Necrons are going to suck. Immortals are going to suck after the FAQ. He took it to first place. He ended up taking a draw in round six, a 90-90 draw. You can see that game on stream. Um, so he ended up going, what, 9-1? and 9-0-1. and one. Can we just laugh at the fact that there was quite a few people um, complaining that they didn't want to come to the LVO with their and, Necron and list? When Matt, they, and there two Necrons made the top 16. Marshall yeah, Peterson also made yeah, top 16. So just so. like, geez, guys. Yeah, um, and, and Matt... Like God, you know, hats off to him because not only did he make that run all the way, but the last four rounds. So from the top 16 cut onward, he was on stream yeah. all four rounds, Jeez. Um, which just that extra layer of stress uh, yeah. is is impressive that he managed to to do that. Um, if you, folks remember two years ago, he made the finals running custodes against Richard Siegler. Yeah. And that was like um, the first year he showed up on the scene. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go okay. right to the top year one. Uh, I remember correctly. And I, I do have to give kudos where they are due on the air. When we are picking potential winners, I believe our, uh, producer coordinator <laughs> did, did select Matt Lord. Come, come on in Nikki D come on here. You can just brag S it in your face. Slight, slight clarification. When we, when we were going over the players to watch for the event, during the show, I added a name to that list as someone that should be flagged as they could yeah. win this whole thing. And that was Matt Laura. Uh, so I added him in. I picked Matt Moore solely to win the thing. And mm -hmm. his only loss was to guess who? Matt Laura. Matt Laura. I, I, I watched it, that game. It it swung on the end with some cards and uh, Matt was able to take it uh, with tactical objectives. Um, I do have to take a moment because um, I am part of the Vanguard team to tell you a, a little story kicker that you'll appreciate. So, So Saturday night, Matt wins his game in, in round seven in the top 16 cut. And he knows because it's a seated pairing at that point that he is going to be playing against Sweet Lou the next morning, which is Votan. Now, Matt apparently has not had a ton of experience with Votan. So he comes to the Vanguard Tactics team chat and starts asking Nick uh, Kiever, one of our teammates, about Votan because that's Nick's main army right now, trying to get an idea of what does the list do? What are, what should my target priority? That kind of stuff. Meanwhile, while while Matt and I are there for round seven, the rest of the Vanguard Tactics teams have gone out on the town on Vegas. And I kid you not, when I woke up at six thirty in the morning, Matt had been up all night trying to figure out his pairings for tomorrow and how to play the games in chat, trying to get advice. Meanwhile, the team was out until six thirty drinking. When I woke up, they were still out drinking. <laughs> So they, uh, but they rallied, they were there to support Matt, uh, throughout the day, which I was impressed with. Cause honestly, like I, if I stayed out till six 30 and my teammate was on top table, I'd be like, good luck, bro. Yeah. Right. You're in your own. So good on them. Um, KR Quintero points out, uh, that, uh, Siegler did choose Matt as, uh, his pick to win it all. Um, so definitely, uh, Siegler's got some experience playing that man. Uh, it's pretty cool. So. 
Congrats to Matt. Congrats to, to the Vanguard Tactics boys for, for bringing the win home. Uh, Kicker, you had, before we jump into AOS, someone else you wanted to thank. Yeah, I, I really think it's important that we we just we just acknowledge uh, a hero in our community. This guy has made it to every single one of the Frontline Gaming events in 2023. We created this new award just in, for him. And if someone else does it, they'll also earn it as well. But somebody that's made it to everything, including Cruise Hammer, this is our War Master Award, Damn. better known as the Participation Award. This is going to none other than Marcus Tanner. Literally, this guy made it to every single Frontline Gaming event, always with a smile on his face, always willing to help set up, always willing to help strike, uh, you know, just, just a just just a gentleman uh, of a you know, guys. If you get the chance, meet this guy, shake his hand. But yeah. we had to give him an award because he just he earned it. Literally, I this think guy I had dinner with him at ACO. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you, did you play him at ACO? No, I think just had dinner with him one night. Yeah, dinner with him. Yeah, I mean, right. just 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 a really cool guy. So Marcus Tanner, congratulations! You are our first war master. Um, for uh, yeah, that, that for for and uh, let's see. Hey, is someone else going to top him now? But yes, anyway, this was a brand new award that we were very excited for him. Right. And and funny funny thing is that this was definitely the most expensive glass trophy we ordered because uh, we needed something really kind of cool to give to this guy. I mean, he did you know make such a commitment to our events this this year. All right, well, let me get to the AOS awards and then we can send this one yeah, to bed because we're going long tonight, guys. So AOS uh, third place painting went to uh, and I'm going to put you some of these names and I'm going to apologize in advance, AOS guys. Don't. Don't slaughter me. Uh, take all grievances up with my pronunciation with Dayton. Dayton is my representative in the U.S. Uh. <laughs> he gets all my the complaints. Okay. Uh, so third place painting that went to Jessica Schimoller. Schimoller, yeah. Yep, I got that right. Number two was Martin Orlando. And first place paint went to Andrew Johnson. They also gave away a Paragon Award. Uh, again, a combination of paint and generalship. Uh, number or third place trophy went to Thomas Ling. Second place, Nate Trentinelli. Uh, the Trentinellis uh, from previous experience with the AOS rankings are always a competitive group. Uh, and then first place was Carson Whitlock. Um, and then hopping over to best general, um, despite going 3-0 and uh, day one, Dayton did not crack these top three. Love you, brother. Um, third place went to Jeremy Vassier. Second place, Gavin Grigar, who was the repeat winner for the last two years yeah. of the ITC. And then first place was uh, Jeremy Lefebvre. So uh, congrats to all those guys. Uh, congrats to all of the winners of all the various events at LVO. There are literally, like, yeah. we could do an entire show just listing. We winners. can't do that. But, but, but Seth, we should say at LVO, we also really go over the top for the best in faction for both 40K yep. and Age of Sigmar. We have really nice glass trophies for, for each yep. one of those. So and, that, and the award ceremony is a little longer than normal, but it's, it's definitely worth it. And then, and, yep. and, you know, it's, these are big events. These are very big events. Well, kicker, it's done. It's done. You can take a breath. You only have uh, less than a month until Cherokee. And then Rocky Mountain right after that. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It, do it literally doesn't stop. It does not. But no, well, honestly, after LVO, things are way easier and and and, and more relaxed for the entire company, yeah. uh, especially myself. Yeah. Uh, the, the next kind big a... project is the Champions Cup, which we've already, you know, we've already got that pretty much squared away, but there's so many more things we want to do to add to that. So we've got Cherokee in a month, then Rocky Mountain open, then a little bit of breather, but yeah. Well, we thank you so much. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We really hope you enjoyed the LVO. Yeah. Uh, it was a labor of love for all of us. Uh, final thoughts for the night, everyone? I, I think I'm going to pass out for the next two more, two, maybe <laughs> three days, maybe three days now. I, I really do need to sleep. I stayed up just for us, Seth and, and, and Nick. I just I stayed up just it, to be here for you guys, but I think I'm going to go right. to sleep now. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night. Night.